0: What is going on? This is Michael Hacker with the Hacker Outdoors podcast. On today's episode, the gang is all together to talk about Mavericks going off, the BFL's weekend event, and surfers having the habit of saving people in the water. If you like what you hear, please give us a thumbs up and a review. And without further ado... Let's jump in, and then when Brian joins, if he joins, we'll uh, we'll hit on some other things. But let's start with fishing, man. Like, I, I had every intention on checking out the bfl this week um and for some reason i completely forgot it was on like (laughs) i live and die by my calendar so if it's not on my calendar like it's not it's not happening and then nighttime we're you know we're watch our shows and not we spend like an hour or so reading at some point but like completely forgot um now you sent me that David Dudley is the third announcer for the new fishing league.
1: Yep. Yep. It's the, let me get the name of the fishing league. Cause I always, they call it the league is um what they're calling it. Well, but
0: That's a TV show.
1: Isn't the league. It is a TV show, the league, but it's, it's the national, let's see. The MP, the national, I'm pulling it up right now. The national pro fishing league. So the national PFL or they're calling it the league. Um, it's a new league, um, okay. basically five fish, you know, your best five fish each day, total weight over three days wins. Um, so it's like the Masters, and it's like the FLW Pro Series format. Um, and, and they had Luke Duncan was the first guy they brought on to announce and he was an FLW Pro. I mean, Luke Duncan's a big name in the fishing world. Um, you know, he does podcasts now and he's actually fishing the opens, Bassmaster opens this year. That was the first name they brought on board um, because they're gonna televise, well, stream their whole, every event completely, finish to, finish to I mean, beginning to finish. And um, the second name they brought in was Fat Cat Newton. Fat Cat Newton is another huge name in, in bass fishing, hilarious guy. And for about the past three weeks, you know they've been teasing who the third and final announcer is gonna be. And um, a lot of people were thinking it was gonna be Mike Iaconelli. You know, I was too, um, but it turned out to be David Dudley, and that's a you know huge, huge name in the fishing world. You now he's won over three million dollars with FOW. He's won a Farswood Cup Championship. He's three time Angler of the Year, maybe four, three. I mean, and he fish currently fishes MLF as a pro, um, and he's going to be doing both this year. He'll, he'll be fishing the MLF, and he'll be broadcasting for the league.
0: Now huge, let's huge can you. Deal. Can you go over this for a moment so mm-hmm. like i have in my mind announcers right we're talking dipsy Doo dunkaroo baby right like mm-hmm. like old school like you know growing up basketball announcers right give me a play-by-play what would you're announcing a bass tournament oh. sound
1: like that's kind of tough for me to do right now basically <laughs> what they're doing you know the good thing about them being live and having 10 cameras in the water at all the time is they'll be able to go from, you know, who's catching, who's not catching. But the the big deal to me is having those type of people in the booth, watching it, that they can really break down what the guys are doing and give you a whole nother angle. Um, Do you,
0: do you think that the goal is to make it entertaining though? Like, is that kind of their goal as well? And now, and trust me, you know, let's start with this, like I know David Dudley, luke duncan you said fat cat nelson i'm not exactly sure i'm not familiar with him um i will definitely do my homework on him but like you know dudley and duncan you know superstars right in my mind as far as this goes um i I can see them providing immense value into it but there has to be for for the the league itself and you have to kind of Give it a little juice, right? Like something a little extra in there is maybe that's where uh, where young well, young see, fat cat Newton comes into play. But
1: um, so he's gonna be under water on the water with the guys, giving live updates from the water. Um, to me, like what Bassmasters did this year with their footage was incredible. The way they do it with having you know, especially with ten cameras on the water at a time. You know, if somebody's not catching them, they can go to the person who's catching them, so they can. Keep action, and the good thing with those, those, you know, those types of broadcasters who are so knowledgeable in the bass fishing world, and in our fishing professionally still to today, they can bring knowledge to the table that you things you might not pick up what's going on as far as what these guys are looking for, or why they're throwing this, or what they're throwing. I think it gives you a whole new insight into it, and you know, like I said, Bassmasters this year because of COVID was on ESPN two most of their events. We're live on ESPN two, and they did a great job. And I just think the league's going in the right way. Um, no, I agree. You, you and I talked about this offline. Yeah. Um, you
0: know, I, I think doing so, Here he comes. Here he comes. Here he comes, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Hacker. Oh, there he is, He's connecting to audio. And we'll uh, we'll segue here for a moment while we're waiting for him to join. We're already recording, Brian. Nice. You need to put headphones in
2: today. I do.
0: Yeah, you're you're echoing.
2: All right, give me a second.
0: All right, cool. We know you got those AirPods
1: over there. We know you got them.
0: My, mine died too quickly. I have an old set of AirPods that just like after 20 minutes die. I use them for meditation, and that's about as long as they last. And then I don't I have any. Got to plug them in. Yeah, you know, got yeah. You got, you got those. Got those fancy headset.
1: This is for gaming, you know, so I can oh. pin for a breaker breaker when not.
0: what kind of games you playing over there?
1: When I was playing it was Overwatch. Okay. Which is oh. fun. All and right. occasionally I'll I'll get on the Minecraft and build a build a crazy fort of Solitude. But we, we were talking about Brian's coming back,
0: but we were Brian and I were talking Was last week we were talking about fishing games who well, are games that have fishing in them. Yeah. And uh, not specific fishing games because I don't know, I've never played them it's like a hunting game. I used to play the hunting games once in a while, but like Zelda, you could fish oh, yeah. in the middle of Zelda, which was just awesome. You just I think that was the only thing I ever did in Zelda. I don't think I've ever
1: played the game itself. but fish. Well yeah, you can yeah. fish in Minecraft. You,
0: yeah. you can
1: fish in Minecraft. Apparently, there's a fishing game out. Um, it's Scott Martin backs. I forget the name of it. Um, it looks fun, but I don't know. I've never really played a fishing game. I'm am curious to try it out. What the hell is the name? Is it Pro Fishing Simulator? Maybe. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that might be the one he's he endorses. Let's see. Nice to have a computer at your fingertips. <laughs> pull it up joe pull it up joe i'm pulling it i'm pulling it yeah it's 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 uh fishing sim world pro tour yeah that, that's supposed to be where it's at right there fishing sim world tour
0: all right well let, let's jump back so brian we were we were just talking about um you know the pro fishing tour we were talking the national pro fishing league which is aptly called the league is has three announcers, David Dudley, Luke Duncan, and Fat Cat Newton. Um, they are going to have 10 cameras on the water. And I said, you know, I had every intention this weekend to watch the BFL. Um, we have some BFL results we'll talk a little bit about, have Joe talk a little bit about them. Um, but I said, you know, there was something that they have to do in the leagues, right? And in, in watching
1: well, hours the Bf- of... The yeah. BFL, the only show the way in which I understand because there's... Tons of BFLs, but even some of the bigger leagues like FLW, they don't stream their whole days usually. They usually stream like weigh-ins, and then I think the final two days they'll follow the guys around, kind of like Bassmasters did. But to me, it's entertaining if if you're fishing, and it's changed a lot watching fishing, in my opinion. And and, and they get huge amounts of viewerships, whether it's online or. ESPN two, the numbers coming out were huge for Bassmasters this year.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I just said, like, I, I think it, it's something that, you know, well, if when I think of announcing, I think of the old school, you know, basketball games and everything like that. I said, Dumps, uh, Dipsy do Dunkaroo baby and things like that. Like you, you kind of add a little liveliness to the event. And um, I guess if you're having 10 cameras out on the water and you're jumping from person to person and showing, um, kind of nonstop action it's not going to be as boring as it used to be i remember being younger and watching it um and being like what's going on like i'd rather put on a you know one of those sunday morning fishing shows um well it's
1: kind of i mean plus now like with those types of commentators like i said they're going to be breaking down what these guys are doing and really laying it out to maybe the average guy or you know even above average fisherman who doesn't know this stuff like you know they'll be able to break down like why they're fishing this area at this time of day, this time of year, why they're using that bait, blah, 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 and so on and so on, which I think that, that brings a great, you know, heart to it. We, we used to talk about it all the time. We would be like, you know, on a
2: Sunday morning, we'd rather watch that because we get tips on how to fish, you know, on different, uh, you know, different weather, you know, systems or whatever, whatever is going on on specific days. Remember, uh, I think it was FLW uh, with Kevin Van Dam back, back in the early 2000s, every cast, he would explain what he was doing, his speeds and everything. And, you know, they, they really did a good job broadcasting those, you know, the old school you know, tournaments like that. And I, I, you know, I enjoy the whalings and see the, you know, the big, big pigs coming out of the, you know, out of the bags. But I, I think I enjoyed more seeing what they did on an overcast day when, you know, it's 50 degrees out and the is right. you know, under 50 degrees too.
1: Well, yeah. If you watch the lead series events this year on ESPN2, that's what they did too. I mean, they really, you know, to an extent, broke it down um, mm. what they were doing and why they were doing it. But with this crew that's announcing this, I mean, David Dudley is like a LeBron James or Michael Jordan fishing I mean, he is one of the best, if not the best. I mean, he's won over $3 million in tournaments, which is insane in three anglers of the year. I mean... And he's still fishing professionally. So you'll, you know, the information he, and Luke Duncan too. I mean, Luke Duncan was a pro in FLW forever. And he could still be, and he's going to fish the Opens this year. But what they're going to be able to give, put out their educational wise is what they're doing and why, and so on and so on. It's going to be incredible. I think the league's really going awesome. to give some, some leagues a run for their, their money. And the other thing is like the one change they did bring in with the league is so like with FLW and the Bassmaster Elites, The guys who get to go on the day three are usually the top 30 and the guys who go into day four, top 10, well, with the league, everybody fishes every day. So it kind of gives, you know, the chance of like a Cinderella story, somebody coming from like 50th place to go on and win it, which that's going to be the first time that's really happened. That's, that's a little change there.
0: Uh, That's going to be cool. So give us a little um, background.
1: I'm assuming you kept up with what happened this weekend with BFL. Um, I I watched the way in and, and, and saw the results. Um, Eric, I can't say his last name. Is spelled P A N Z I, Panzeroni of Florida weighed in five for twenty four twelve. Wow, um, they were they were on Harris Chain. Um, he got first. Second place is twenty two seven ounces. Guy named Pete. I can't say his name from Florida. So you know they're they're weighing big bags. I mean. 10th place weighed in 7 well 16.9. The fishing's been really good, really, really good down south going on right now. And actually, remember the first BFL, the guy weighed in a 40-pound 40, 40 pound bag from that same lake where he weighed that 40-pound bag, and somebody weighed in like a 13.6 yesterday. It was a single fish for 13 pounds, six ounces. So down south, I mean, the bite is on fire right now. You know, if you can get down to Texas or Florida to fish, do it. It's it's tough, not tough at all. It's tough being up here, and not fishing down there, because even at the BFL, the co-anglers, the winning co-angler weighed twenty two, three. Oh wow! Nancy, yeah, for a co-angler, that's Mike Garrett from Pensacola, Florida. Yeah, it's a good bag. Good,
0: good old Pensacola.
1: Good old Pensacola. Pecola.
0: So. Good old Pensacola. Look at Fishes that. fishing from the
1: back of the boat. It's tough. Um, so, you know, bringing in a twenty two pound stringer. I mean, that's that's. Quite impressive. Very impressive.
0: What do, what do we have going on this weekend? Is there any major tournaments that we should be on the lookout for? So the BFL, I'm not sure.
1: The BFL, I'm, the way the BFL works, there's, let me see, that. will look at the schedule. The next one we have is Chickamauga on the 30th and Lake Eufaula on the 30th and then Kiowa on February 6th, which my buddy's fishing, and then Lake Murray on the 13th. so nothing this weekend but the following weekend there's there's a good bit of events coming
0: all right and then you're getting back out on the water in three weeks
1: february 13th
0: lake murray a month just about a month Just about a month
2: oh baby
1: hope for good weather i don't
0: well you know if if you need to remember there's there's a special way where you can skip your bait across the water and get it under docks and stuff like that if you need me to show you I'll be more than happy to do unfortunately, it unfortunately
1: I don't have the body, body frame like you or the hawk out because like you just like bah, bah. I, uh,
0: yeah we, we do need to catch that on Facebook. I'll try to
1: I, channel you and see
0: listen I'll send you good juju and see what, what, what happens yeah.
1: there Yeah. So but I, l- I, I actually might be fishing the whole South Carolina division this year are you really? I, I want to when are, you, when are you headed down south? Let's start with that. So for the tournament on the 13th, I'll probably head down like on the 11th. Um, maybe a little earlier. But then into March, I'm going to head down for quite a while. Say from the end of March, probably through to middle May, into May, making trips back up here to fish tournaments. Okay. And then June and July, I'll probably stay up here a little bit longer because the Northeast tournaments are up in New York. Um, we're on Champlain, Cayuga, I think St. Lawrence, and those drives in down south would be miserable. So I'll probably stay up here for a little bit to make those drives a little easier.
0: Yeah, I want to do the Lawrence.
1: I want to oh that
0: place. Your story from last year. I yeah. You
1: you want to you want to talk a little bit about that since I mentioned it. And when we went out, it yes. wasn't last year. It was the year before. Oh, was it? Yeah. So it was a super tournament. So it was two days at the BFL. And you know we were all watching the winds because I forget what direction it is up there. If the, I think it's south. The wind's blowing from the south. It, it just produces these humongous waves on the Great Lakes and just and even on the rivers. So we were all watching the weather and they were calling for like 20 mile per hour winds in the wrong direction every day for that first day. And we were all kind of hoping it was going to get canceled. Well, the night before, like 3.34 in the morning, this storm rolled in up there like I've never heard before. And there's like this thunder that woke everybody up and the wind was just howling. So we went out. No, nothing was canceled yet. So we go out and we were hoping maybe we'll just put it off. And we'll just do it one day. Wouldn't do it. They were hoping the winds would die down by 10 and everything would be OK. Well, the, the opposite happens. The winds picked up and, and there was four to six foot rolling waves on that river coming back in. I didn't know that it could happen like that. We were just, you know, I was in a 21 foot ranger. and it was literally just going like this, and this, and this, and this four mile ride took us. Now 40, 40 for, for
0: people that are listening to,
1: to Joe's story and he's
0: showing his hands. I mean, that's like, like legitimately picture okay. massive ocean waves where the front of your boat is going vertical and then
1: crashing back down again. We, so- we could have surfed and surfed the shortboard to some of those waves. Um, they they made the river. I mean, they made the lake off limits. Nobody nobody should have been out there on the the lake. Thank God that was off limits. But there, several boats got damaged, pretty pretty badly damaged. You know, people lost mounts, all different types of things. It, it was definitely looking back. You know, we we should not have been out there. Luckily, the guy, uh, my boater that day, was very. You know, he grew up on the water, and and, and he was very safe, and we got back in, but the current was so strong in places, you know, these guys have all trexes and the top of the line trolling motors. We could not hold in, in our position with all treks. I mean, I was throwing an ounce weight for my drop shot just to get it to hold where I needed it to be. The, the current was just ripping. And when you got to those open areas, I mean that ride into the town, I mean, I've never seen waves that big before on a river or I've seen bigger on a lake, but it was insane. Absolutely insane.
0: No, 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 thank you.
1: (laughs) Dude, dude, the ride in, it was raining too. So we had our rain gear in. Yeah. I mean, it was just, just water on you all. It was like nothing I've ever seen in my life. Insane, insane. Well, geez.
0: Well, speaking of surfing, I think probably everyone listening to this, at least the, the avid surfers or outdoor enthusiasts, probably has seen Mavericks is setting off, right? Um, we've got a couple of cool things that happened this week in Mavericks. Um, and for that, I'm going to ask Brian. Brian, what
2: what the heck, man? Yeah, so the huge North Pacific swell came through and, uh, you know, it, it sent waves from Hawaii all, all the way up and down the coast of California. And, uh, you know, there's been some unreal footage coming through uh, me, Joe, and you have been sending each other you know, pictures and videos of, of people surfing different spots and all the mayhem that's been happening as well, which we'll get into later. But I think the biggest story was uh, Pete Mel's, uh, you know, wave of the day. I think it was yesterday, actually. Um, and uh, he took off late right in the inside bowl. Uh, he got fully shacked and was on, a one you know, one of the bigger waves that I've ever seen surfed at, uh, at Mavericks.
1: That was Sunday, right? Because he, he got one yesterday, Sunday, yeah. too. Yeah, he got yeah, one yesterday.
2: Sunday. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah, but I think when Sunday was bigger, and uh, <laughs> he'd, he'd fully tucked into the into the pit of that one, and uh, it made chalk waves, and everyone's you know yelling about how the, the good old con- condor still got it and he's still swinging into the set waves, and you know, funny enough, today I got a text message uh, from one of my uh one of my good surfing buddies that said, if he only uh, was as good a commentator as he was a big wave surfer, I think we'd be we'd be enjoying the WSL uh,
1: broadcast a lot more. And it made me laugh uh, pretty hard. He, he read my <laughs> mind. That's what I was thinking. But dude, that wave he called oh. wave of the century. I don't. I can't think of a wave I've seen somebody call it that. That's how how better.
0: big. I mean, can we describe it for people who I think who...
1: they were saying like twenty to thirty foot faces? Yeah, uh,
0: it was huge. Don't now, hold so for... hold on. So yeah, Brian. So I can share. I think it. it's important to say, but you can't show a video because otherwise YouTube will take us down. That's right. Um, cool. So explain to us a little bit you were saying 20 to 30 foot face but
2: how big of a wave is that actually it's all in the uh the eyes of the beholder when it comes to wave wave measurement i think i think the in the past few years they've kind of been changing how they i don't want to say how they measure waves but how they decide to explain a wave so more of like this wave this wave was a wave of substance compared to all the ones on the day other uh, other ones of the day or all other ones of the season so far of you know the big wave season um like all the other seasons big wave you know surfing from the cells kind of canceled this year for most events um so so far i think this is the biggest wave ridden of the year but it might not have been the you know you know, biggest measurement-wise, I think it held the grip. You know, the biggest gravity. You know, most talked about, most intense ride. He took off late behind. You know, behind the the bowl, tucked in, made it out, clean, clean exit, and then you know, rode out of it and sat down on his board. Which and know, he got spit happen. too. He got oh, spit yeah. out.
1: I just rewatched it I, uh... when he goes into his bottom turn. That wave's at least four to five feet overhead. I have it. I have it up right now
0: as well. I'm watching it on my phone while Brian, you're talking. It's kind of serene to watch. And I I think this is true with almost anything, right? It's from far away. You don't truly grasp the, I'll use your word, Brian, gravity of what's happening, right? It doesn't look like it's really happening fast. It's almost like a slow motion sequence if you were watching on a video you wouldn't really grasp the fact that it's a freight train barreling at you that's like you said a 30-foot face wave maybe more just barreling down on top of you that is incredible i
1: mean can, it, i can share the i can share the picture of um his second one he caught to give you an idea There's people yeah. give the idea of the size here let me uh pete melzman holy can no. i can't it won't blow, blow up big i don't think no, probably not. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, no. We could, Yeah, it's not going to blow up big cuz it's Instagram. Yeah. No, no it's no, fine. Sir, Well, we to it did on something. the page.
2: Yeah, Surfline did something cool with this swell too. They uh they had a uh J- Jamie What's his name? Mitch- was out there, yeah. Was it Mitchell? I forget. Th- Every I think it I was. I think it was him. But basically, uh, whoever it was, you know, I, I think they're going to start doing this with different swell events. is They'll have um you know, without events, they'll have live streams and basically an all-day, you know, whoever it is, narrating what what's going on during the day. And, you know, this this took from beginning in the morning, you know, showed him making sure all his gear was set to doing breath exercises with one of the younger local, uh, you know, big wave surfers. And it kind of brought him through the process. I mean, even, even exiting through the harbor uh, on the jet skis, you know, taking a video explaining what he's doing. And then he was out in the lineup and showing, you know, what it's like to kind of be out there.
1: And then and he course, went out too. <laughs> yeah. And he, Did you see the, Twiggy? Did you see Twiggy yesterday? Oh, yeah. That free fall and how – that was a brutal wipeout. I yeah. mean, oh, that that wave went off right now, man. And there's a couple yeah. chicks out there charging too. I oh mean, yeah, it, it's nuts, nuts, dude.
2: A, fr- a friend of mine um, from from Jersey here. Uh, his name's Alejandro Delgado. His his sister. Um, I always forget her her name, but she actually was in the first big wave, uh, woman's big wave world tour comp. Um, I think she's a mother now and I don't know if she's still entering competitions, but we all watched it and root for her. She was at she was surfing YMA and I think she was scheduled for the year that they canceled the Mavericks competition. That's why she didn't surf there. But man, woman woman charged too. Come on. It's, it's incredible. Oh, no doubt. doubt. I got a question. So, you know, I, I'll
0: kind of diverge for a second to stick on California for a second. Right. So, you know, I, if you haven't seen it, there was a group of Santa Barbara kids, right? There was a boat that capsized and these surfers, Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz sorry. Um, and these surfers, this group of surfers saved all these kids, right? Fantastic. But they were afraid to put their names out there, right? Like they know they were kind of sc- scattered, I guess, by the time the authorities showed up because they were afraid mm-hmm. they're going to get arrested because there is a surfing like ban in California. Did that not hold true in, in Mavericks? Like, so but-
2: the ban—I'll have to double-check myself on this one—but I'm pretty sure it was uh, that's—it's just that spot. I don't think they're supposed to be surfing that spot. Now, you know, we won't say which spot it is, but I think that specific spot, for whatever reason, is banned right now. And, um, you know, the, a group of kids—you know, for everyone doesn't know the story—they uh, for some reason were taking their little sunfish out into into the same swell that's setting Mavericks off at you know 30 to 50 feet, and in santa cruz which gets very big waves they're going out out of the harbor and into the open ocean on this and you know the entire group pretty much got capsized and it just so happened that you know 30 surfers are out surfing that specific spot that's nearby and they'll paddle over and start grabbing kids
0: that's awesome man they're lucky that those guys were out there
1: That happens quite often that that surfers are saving people Mm -hmm. out there i grabbed a kid once
0: you didn't grab Certainly. me when I went down one time. No, no, no. Couldn't, <laughs> was, couldn't, couldn't find me.
2: <laughs> I was uh, 16, and I was a little, little preoccupied with not drowning myself.
0: Uh, that was gnarly, man. Yeah. What, what hurricane was that? Oof, I
2: Do you remember? 2000, yeah, was... I think it was 2005, 2004, October. Floyd, I it might have been Floyd or something like that.
0: I think it was yeah, four. It was yeah, no, that was a bad hurricane. That was a horrible wipeout. Um, and then, you know, let's talk for a minute. Joe, you sent out this uh, Chuck Patterson skiing Mavericks video.
1: That guy's just a madman. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> here's Mavericks at 30, 50 feet, and he's on skis dropping in. I mean, <laughs> Chucky is a madman. <laughs> like, uh, who else does that? It's like, uh, you know, why not do it in skis? I mean. At first, like, I I couldn't tell because of the camera direction, right? Like, you couldn't see
0: he actually had ski poles in his hand. Like, madman. Absolute madman. But good for him. Uh, You can do it. Dude,
1: that's such a wave of consequences. I mean, that only a handful of guys can surf and girls, maybe a little bit more than a handful. And, And this dude's out there on skis. Like, I mean, it just tells you his, you know. How much of a waterman this guy is you know you always hear Hawaiians saying like oh, you're such a great waterman and this and that and other, I mean to be that skilled in the water to, to ski thirty faces, which I, I've never really seen anybody ski on a wave nope. no, no here I he have... is at Maverick's doing it you know <laughs> although man. although
0: we did see people ride dirt bikes on a wave. you remember remember that yeah, yeah that was
1: the chopo and uh, Jamie O'Brien was a part of that too yeah I uh, mean, that was a weird Jamie... year. Yeah,
2: remember they were doing like night surfing, the light on, they lit Jamie O'Brien on fire during that. that well, that, Jamie that O'Brien's YouTube. another
1: madman, dude. Yeah. Like I just watched his recent pod, uh, his oh, no, yeah. his web series this is his job. It was it Havaiva? He was surfing, and like it was huge. And everybody else is just you know doing the, the standard Havaiva, like just big board straight. And he's catching the left, getting barreled. And it's like who is this guy? Like just wild man, just wild man. That guy is so good at surfing. Yeah. People don't realize it. Like the waves he gets at Pipe, and just. Pfft, out of this world out of this world
2: he uh yeah he, we're gonna see some good footage i think this coming week because oh, yeah. ben gravy's there with with jamie o'brien this yeah. week
1: did so. you see koa's yeah. bomb
2: I th- it was, oh yeah oh my god you know we, i've been meaning to mention koa he he surfed i think it was either north carolina or south carolina over the summer yeah, with a Brett. hurricane with brent yeah. yeah actually north carolina you're right because i remember it now and i actually know exactly where he was Yep, and it was it it was – he said it was one of the bigger – he didn't – I forgot how he worded it, but basically said that he's never
1: seen, you know, the East Coast get like that. It was the power and, of the water, which, which yeah. was a surprise because he couldn't – at the first time paddling out, like, he just couldn't get out, remember? Yeah.
2: And they had uh, – uh, you know, they're videoing from, uh, you know, from the, the side of the, uh, the the bank, you know. I don't even know what to call it. It's not It's not even the beach because it was, you know, really high wherever they were. Top of the, the damn bank. Yeah on him doom, maybe even higher. But um he looked like a little speck out there, which is which really tells you, you know, he gets pretty intense out there. But I, I like him and I like his his podcast, you know, and give him a little shout out and people, you know, haven't seen Co-op it. Rips, dude. He rips.
1: So does Nathan Florence. I mean he's oh, he's the man. one Florence brother that's <laughs> it's like kinda of under the radar. I mean he oh, I mean, yeah. that guy's he's mad up. man. He's, no, picking, he's up. picking up mm-hmm. I've been
2: seeing a lot more about him as of recent. He's I like his his point of view you know holding the gopro or however he does it getting barreled backdoor waves like his tutorial he actually did one i think it was last week about how um was it uh how to get out or something like that and he basically sh- oh no it was how to get worked and he was he was surfing pipeline is like basically showing what it was like to get worked on the inside of pipeline and he's like oh, up here we go and he actually talked you through which was hilarious to me to actually see it so that's hey, another, you, uh, you sent you sent that election. to me that
0: was yeah, yeah that was not yeah it was good first person i think like the the transition of doing things and showing people how cool everything all the time is is moving to this direction of showing people what real life is like right like Mm -hmm. you're gonna get worked you're gonna have days on the water where you're not gonna catch fish you're gonna almost drown sometimes right like in this is what it's like and this is how you survive and get yourself out there um yeah i I, I really enjoyed that, that video you had sent me of his and it, it showed a whole nother world where I, I remember talking to people about surfing. They're like, oh, it's so great. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like no one ever gets hurt when I told them I hurt my shoulder. surfing, they're like, how'd you hurt your shoulder surfing? I was like, wiped out, like wiped out horribly and was tumbling on the ocean floor for a mm-hmm. couple of waves. Like that's how I hurt my shoulder.
1: Yeah, man, getting like, slams, no
0: joke. They're like, how does that happen? You're like, you never saw people wipe out before. Like, you know, you know, in surf movies, really, you don't see that unless you wait to the end.
1: (laughs) I mean, another thing people don't realize though, too, I feel like, is with pipe. Like, when you see these guys getting these bombs of pipe, they're not getting tons of waves. You know, no, they might be out in the lineup for hours and only get the drop on two, and to be able to do that, like, that's another thing. Just sit out there that long ass time, and then going into a wave that was such consequence after sitting for an hour and a half that's insane to me absolutely insane yeah i get i get the leg cramps after like five
0: minutes of sitting yeah. on my board i'm like ah oh, they can't do this anymore i need to hop off and stretch my legs and you know swim around a little bit yeah
2: it's not yeah. People, people, people always make comments they're like why are you always moving i'm like because i'm keeping you know my muscles loose by by keeping paddling and keep kicking my legs and keeping everything moving you know it's Especially in cold water in the northeast, you know, I mean, everything kind of cramps up if you sit sit too long. And you do get slammed in, in in the east coast too. People people don't realize that. I uh yeah the summer I rolled over the uh the rocks at the undisclosed the uh, northern mama's Beach and I came up and I had uh I think it was I don't know if it was a crab, something was on my back and whoever was with me made a comment about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've rolled over the rocks. Let's take yeah. it off behind the rocks. Brian comes up with
0: crustaceans trying to grow on them. Come on. Yeah. Well, luckily you weren't down there too long. That's uh, Absolutely. you should pop up with something else. Yeah. Some of those beaches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, boys, uh, we are coming to the end here. It's been about Mm -hmm. 40 minutes. We'll see what we can do here with this one. Always a pleasure. We'll try and shoot for uh, another Friday release. So hopefully everyone enjoyed Brian, Joe, thanks for joining today.
1: Anytime.
2: Always. All right, boys. Later, brothers. Uh, Adios, muchachos.
0: All right, so that was the Hacker Outdoors podcast with Brian Hacker and Joey McCormick. If you like what you heard, please give us a rating on whatever platform you are listening to or watching this on. Please check the show notes for some links about the topics we discussed today. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.